Whether or not you've been here for all 52 weeks of our existence, or this is week one, I just want to say welcome here. I'm really glad you're here. We're going to celebrate today. Today's going to be a fun Sunday. We're going to remember all the good things that have happened over the last really two years, because we had a year of kind of pre-launch. And uh, so if you are new or visiting, just know that you're in a good community where we're exploring what it means to be apprentices and followers of Jesus together. So last week uh, and this week, we're doing a theme called Remember and Celebrate. And what we're going to do is we're going to look back on everything that God has done over the last year or two here at Aldergrove. We're taking two weeks to remember why we planted and try and come back to the things that we believe are foundational to why we exist as a church. Next week, next week we're going to start a six-week series called Deliver Us, which is all about spiritual warfare. So we're going to get deep and serious next week, but this week we're keeping it light. We're keeping it fun, and all we're doing today is remembering and celebrating. It was one year ago today on Thanksgiving that we had our very first service as North Langley Community Church, Alder Grove. But our story, I think, begins well before that. Um, And last week, John shared a little bit of our story from his perspective as a pastor from Bethel Mennonite Church, a church that met here in this space for over 80 years. And today, I'm going to get to tell part of that same story, but from my perspective as a pastor coming from North Langley Community Church. And today, we're just going to remember and we're going to celebrate. So for me, the story started probably about three years ago when Matthew Price, who is the lead pastor for all three of our campuses, approached me and said, hey, Kevin, let's have a conversation about maybe you planting our third campus. And uh, it wasn't something I really thought I was ever going to do, and so I spent a lot of time, Christine and I, we talked about it, we prayed about it, we, we talked to people that, that we really trusted and, and got input from them, and North Langley leadership discerned if I was the right person. And so together we decided that, yes, we were going to plant our third campus, and, and here's what I had. I had a vision that, of a church that when you plant a new church, something special happens. When you plant a new church, God seems to do something different and something unique. And an idea of a vision of a new church caught a hold of me and and made me get really excited about doing something that I never thought I would want to do. Uh, And so so we agreed on this. Matthew Warnock and I, we did a lot of research into different communities, and we considered where to launch. And after a lot of research and discussion and prayer, we landed on Aldergrove as the place that we would launch our next campus. And to announce the location, we put together a short video to unveil Aldergrove as the future home of our campus. Here's a picture. Does anyone remember this video? Yeah, that's right. So we showed this video in January of 2022. And we showed it on a Sunday afternoon, or Sunday during church, and then we posted it online in the afternoon. And then four days later, on Thursday morning, I got a call from Pastor John Reeser, the lead pastor of Bethel Mennonite Church. And we began a conversation of what it might look like for us to do ministry together, for us to do church together. Let me tell you, when when we showed that video, I had a vision and an idea of what this church would look like. And here's my idea. Here's here's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be in a small small storefront, maybe, in downtown Aldergrove, or maybe in a school gym at at, uh, at, uh, ACSS, or maybe at Betty Gilbert. that we'd be setting up every week and unloading trailers and setting up church and then taking church down and putting it back in trailers. And I prayed. I was like, Lord, please send 150 people that we could do this church plant together with because you need about 150 people to make a church plant viable. 
And that began a theme of God doing far more than I could have hoped for or imagined. And that has been our story. That has been my story through this whole thing, this, that God is consistently going bigger and more far-reaching than I could have ever imagined or planned for. Okay, here's another picture from our very first core team meeting. This is a meeting that we had in my home. There are about 25 of us, some from North Langley, some from Bethel, some from South Langley, and a few other places. And this is the group that was dedicated to making a church plant happen in Aldergrove. We met for about six months before we launched our church, and we continued meeting for about eight months after we launched to kind of make sure that our first year was going well. This group grew from about 25 people to about 50 people, and one of the things I loved about our meetings, we always had kids running around whenever we would get together and meet. Our very first event that we invited everyone to was at the Aldergrove Kinsman Community Center. We met there and we kind of shared the vision for what we were trying to accomplish and what we were trying to do. And I remember setting up a few chairs and just wondering, who's going to come? Is anyone going to come? And I was so encouraged with the number of people that were excited about the mission and the vision of what we were trying to do. After that, we skated together. We had barbecues together. We did prayer walks and picnics. We worshipped. There was a family camp. Some of you went to a family camp. And there were meetings Oh my goodness, were there meetings. There were so many votes, both from Bethel and from North Langley. And I remember that when, when we talked about merging and, and doing church together, it felt to me like it was going so slow. It was like, can we just hurry up? Can we hurry up? But it only took three months from the time that John called me until both North Langley and Bethel had agreed that we would replant Bethel as the third campus of North Langley Community Church. Long before we had our very first service, we had a building team that was doing a massive renovation of this facility. I want you to think about this for a second. We had a building project before we had a congregation. Like, who does that for real? Like, we were doing a massive renovation for this, and we had no idea if 50 people were going to come or 427, which is what we had on our launch Sunday. Here's a picture of our launch Sunday. After praying for 150 people, this is what the Lord sent. It was so exciting and encouraging. And I don't know if you can tell, yeah. One of the things I love about this picture is when you look at it, no one's sitting in the middle on the top. Do you remember we had the danger zone? You weren't allowed to sit on those pews because they weren't bolted down and I was afraid they were going to fall and like break someone's foot. So you couldn't sit in the top. We had danger zone seating when we started. And a lot of you don't know this, but we actually came this close to postponing our launch until January because right before we were about to do our first soft launch, which was a week before our real launch, this place was completely unusable. And I had a conversation with some of the pastoral staff right here, right where Jonah's sitting right now, and discussing whether or not we could actually pull this off, whether or not we could actually do this in, in 10 days or whatever it was that we were planning for launch Sunday. So we came that close to our birthday being in 2023. I believe that right now we are living in the middle of a story that's going to be told for decades. This is a story that pastors and churches are telling all over the lower mainland. And it's a story that I hope that you're all excited to be sharing as well. Today I want to look at a passage that John shared last week from 1 Samuel chapter 7. And this is a, a verse where after God gave his people a mighty victory over their enemies, it says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. 
The word Ebenezer simply means stone of help. And so after defeating their enemy, Samuel raises his Ebenezer. He raises a stone monument in the place where God defeated their enemy and declared that God has helped us this far. And Ebenezer is a milestone, and it is there to to remember God's goodness so that when future generations would come by, they'd say, why are those stones stacked up all weird over there? And that would be an opportunity to tell the next generation the story of God's faithfulness. I believe having two Sundays to simply remember and celebrate what God has done is a very biblical thing for us to be doing today. And so on Thanksgiving and on our birthday, we raise an Ebenezer, this service as an Ebenezer, to remember and celebrate that God has helped us this far, that all the victory, all the success, all the fruit is due to God's mighty power working in and through us. Through this process, God's been teaching me some lessons. The biggest lesson that I think I've been learning over the last two years is strength and weakness. It's truly about us coming alongside what God is doing. It's not what I'm doing. Being a church planter, I have to tell, confess to you guys, like, I'd never done this before. And some days I got to work and thought, what am I supposed to do today? I don't know what being a church planter is. This was my first time. And so it was consistently God showing up in my weakness Over the last two years, it has been so great. It has been so great this last year, two years, but it has also been so difficult. I've been learning about God's strength and my weakness. More than at any other time in my life, I've been battling with mental health issues and felt unable to do the things that I thought I should be able to do. But God keeps coming through again and again and proving himself to be the hero of my story and the hero of Aldergrove's story. If you were to know all the the behind-the-scenes stories, you would be convinced that Aldergrove is what it is today, purely because God chose to do something special in this time, in this place. And I'm so thankful for that. So that's what we want to do today. We want to remember and celebrate. So today we raise an Ebenezer of Thanksgiving. When we decided to plant, we had four answers to the question, "Why, why are you planting a church? These are the things that caught a hold of me. There's an acronym that, got, that John talked about last week. Does anyone remember what the acronym is? It's not GINK. The letters spelled KING, and Wes Dahl came up with the nice acronym, and then John wrecked it by calling it GINK. And so we have this acronym KING, which means known in community that we want to impact Aldergrove for new people to meet Jesus and growing in our gifts. So we want to be a community that does these four things really well. And I love John, so I put up with it, but I can't take it from all of you. (laughs) Can't do it. And I was really excited because before we launched, before we had any services, people were committing to being a part of this campus. And I would say, why why are you deciding to be a part of a campus where we we don't even know who's coming yet? We don't even know where it's going to be. And most people said, it's because one of these planting statements has caught a hold of me. Because I want to impact Aldergrove, because I want to see people growing their gifts, because I want new people to meet Jesus. These things are what what drew a lot of us into this community. And so what we're doing is we took last week to look at two of these statements, and today we're going to look at two more. So last week John talked about, does anyone remember what John talked about last week? Of these four things, you got 50%. Known in community, yes, we talked about known in community, and what was the second one we talked about? New people meeting Jesus, yes, good job, John. Um, (laughs) 
I'm scared every week that no one's going to remember what I said. And so today, we're going to talk about growing our gifts and impacting all to grow. So let me start with growing our gifts. A friend of mine, Greg, planted a church in Abbotsford, and he told me that when he planted, one of the best parts was seeing people who had never served before, people who had been kind of the peripheral of church, were now very involved in serving on teams. And he said people that were serving on teams stepped into positions of leadership and now were leading those teams that they were once a part of. That people tried new ministries and developed new skills and gifts to serve the church and the community. See, a church plant creates so many opportunities to be growing in your gifts and to have ownership over a ministry or a part of church that you wouldn't have otherwise. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the body of Christ and that there are many parts, each with their own gifting and function. That there's hands and feet and ears and eyes and noses and each has a purpose and a role to play in being the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, now you, now you are the body of Christ and each of you has a part of it. Ministry teams at church is one way that we live out being the body of Christ. My friend Mackenzie served on a hospitality team when we were at Walnut Grove and then when we came to Aldergrove, she stepped into leading the hospitality team here at Aldergrove. Turned into a much bigger job than either of us thought it was going to be, but she crushed it. She's done a fantastic job of creating a team of people that makes you feel welcome when you come into this place. I've asked Mackenzie to share a little bit about her experience with this vision planting statement. So, Mackenzie, why don't you come on up? Yeah. Do you have your paper? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay, talking about growing in gifts, I don't know if like public speaking is a gift, so here I am, gently stretching myself, which is what I will talk about. (laughs) Um, Also, when they ask next Sunday what we are talking about, or what we talked about, what did we talk about? Growing, yeah, so then then they'll, in their meeting, they'll be like, wow, Mackenzie did such a good job, because everyone remembered. And last little um, quip before I start, I, when Matthew told me that he was going to do party hats, I was like, really, Matthew? But it is actually really fun to look out and see people in party hats. <laughs> you guys look good. Um, so yeah, like Kevin share, or shared, uh, my role was serving as a hospitality coordinator. So that was just really um, the people that you meet every Sunday that maybe sometimes aggressively say hello, but that's because we really want to welcome you here. So that's our greeters, our ushers, our coffee team, um, the welcome desk, the kids check in. And so Kevin asked me um, a couple of questions, and I'm prepared a notes because, again, public speaking is not my gift. But they were just around um, how, have I, how have I grown by leading this team and where, where do I think I've seen other people growing in their gifts? So I just wanted to share on that a little bit. I will start by saying that when we originally learned about the plans for the Aldergrove plant, um, and when I say we, I mean me and my husband, Kevin, and my two little boys, we were thrilled and felt that God was calling us to lean into this community and believe that this plant presented a new way to serve. Um, And we also knew that this would shape us wholly as a family as well. As Pastor Kevin mentioned, we had no idea what all of that entailed and ended up initially with a heavy workload But what I think I've learned through it all is just how uniquely God can use our skills and even allows us to be in spaces where we are gently stretched and as a result, it allows our roots to grow deeper, which I think can bear great fruit. So fast forward to today, we have been supporting this amazing team of hospitality, which I look out and I see like a lot of your faces and so I just thank you. 
what this entails really all starts with our posture to being a welcoming and connecting space. Both um, my husband Kevin and I have had influential experiences in different church environments that have highlighted the power of a genuine hello and an invitation to participate. And this is really what we had hoped to encourage and support in the hospitality team. Um, and as been echoed up here multiple times, but like my hopes were immediately blown out of the water by this church body with the way members um, stepped up and had the same heart and gift of hospitality. Not only did we witness individuals going above and beyond in our early days, um, serving multiple Sundays, some serving like every Sunday for a few months in a row, but we also witnessed just a pure joy and really a beautiful infancy in getting to know one another through interacting at the door or over coffee break. Um, it really has been awesome to witness the friendships that have developed as individuals served along one, alongside one another. And we've also had a handful of members on our team where this is their first time serving in a, at a church. And it has been really beautiful to see the way that they have dived into serving and just the fruits that have come from their willingness to be a part of the body in a unique way. Um, all this comes back to use, people using their gifts in different areas of hospitality, which has allowed for their roots to grow deeper as they participate in the beauty of supporting God's kingdom. And so another question was just if there was anything else that I would like to share. So for the next 40 minutes, just kidding. <laughs> um, one of the passages that we have gone back to throughout our training is to encourage members serving on the team to one, love each other deeply, two, um, offer hospitality to everyone so this space is known as a place where people's lives are impacted, and three, to serve using our unique gifts. 1 Peter 4, 8 to 10 describes this as, follow, as the following. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So thank you and happy birthday, Aldergrove. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. You're much better public speaking than you think you are. Great job, great job. Okay, really quick, I wanna list the teams that we have here at Aldergrove that didn't exist a year and a half ago. Okay, these are all teams that like didn't exist. Prayer team, kids ministry team, juniors team, nursery team, middle school team, high school team, women's ministry team, hospitality team, food services team, local outreach team, worship teams, tech and media teams, facilities teams, alpha teams, and we have 10 to 12 life groups that are meeting at our church. All of us together have been a part of building this new beautiful thing together, and I believe that the sum is greater than the parts that make it up because the Holy Spirit is there, and that's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. People are serving. People are expanding and growing their gifts, and as we continue to grow, we're going to need more people using their gifts as well, so I'm going to say to you today, I'm going to say, where are you willing to serve? Where are you willing to encourage people who are serving? I believe it's the responsibility of each of us to give support and encourage the church that we are served by. We all have a role to play when we're part of a church family. Church isn't a spectator sport. It's not a club. It's a living body where we're all needed, and we need to support each other with the gifts and the abilities that God has given us. That's how the body of Christ works. So that's growing in our gifts. Lastly, we're going to talk about Impact Aldergrove. Our last planting statement is something that I care a lot about. I've lived in Aldergrove for coming up on 20 years, and we chose to plant in this community for several reasons. 
There has been only one new church plant in Aldergrove in almost 25 years. It has more lower income, sorry, it has a lower income per family than the rest of Langley. And it has a higher percentage of single parent households than the rest of Langley. And God opened up the door through giving us this beautiful facility right in the corner of Aldergrove. I heard it said once that a church should be able to get a letter of recommendation from the poor in their city. And I believe that we're on our way to being a church that our community knows as a church that blesses and serves and supports our community. We have a local outreach team. It's led by Emily Reeser. And I'm going to invite Emily up here and, and to share about our Impact Aldergrove vision, vision Statement. But before she does, let me tell you really quick two things I love about our local outreach team. Number one, they desire to impact Aldergrove. That's their mission. That's what they're doing. Come on up here, Emily. And secondly, that they want to challenge and inspire all of us to be impacting Aldergrove in the places in both individually and corporately, that we don't get to say, hey, our church has a local outreach team. I don't have to do it. Their desire is for each one of us to be doing this in our own community. So Emily, come on up here and share. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Wow, what an exciting day. I've already cried like three times. Just, It's so amazing to remember and celebrate and just think of all of the ways that God has been so faithful to us this year and just the promise of his faithfulness going forward. It's super exciting. So thanks, Kevin. I'm really excited to give leadership to our local outreach team along with Christina, who is Kevin's wife, who's here today. She's awesome. <laughs> and I know that John and I sometimes bug Kevin a lot, but it is just such a joy to have the opportunity to uh, partner with Kevin and Christina in the work that we get to do here. We really do love each other. It's not a show. Uh, it's, it's a blessing and it's such an encouragement. So I just want to give a shout out to them. So like Kevin said, one of our planting statements is to impact Aldergrove. So the goal of the local outreach team and the heart behind this statement is to find ways that we as the people of God can make a difference in our community, particularly those who don't yet know Jesus. That's something that's really close to my heart and really close to the heartbeat of what we want this church to be. I was at a conference a few years ago, and the speaker challenged the people there and said, if your church stopped existing tomorrow, would the community know that you stopped, that you weren't there? And that really stuck with me. Um, it's one thing, like, we would all miss Aldergrove if Aldergrove stopped existing, but would the community care, or would they even notice? And so I think if we can continue to find ways where we can have tangible, meaningful, significant impact on the people of Aldergrove. That's what it's all about. And I think that that's where Jesus calls us to be uh, as his people. So like Kevin mentioned, when we first started talking about the local outreach team, I remember Kevin and Christina came over to our house and I just like fire hosed on them because I had a lot of opinions about uh, what local outreach can and should be and what it shouldn't be too. One thing that I said is I don't want this to be that something that a small group of people are doing that the rest of us can just kind of check a box and say, okay, we're doing outreach, awesome, uh, but something that's really in the DNA of who we are as a church, and that's something that we're all involved in doing, even if it's in small ways. I mean, look at this food. I was just sitting over there looking at it and thinking, those aren't just canned goods. Those represent meals, uh, and, and families that maybe weren't going to be able to eat supper this week are going to be able to have food with just the generosity of what you've brought. So this is a piece of what local outreach looks like in our community that I'm really excited about. There's a scripture that informed a lot of what we did in the early days with um, local outreach and with impacting Aldergrove, and it's still really our heartbeat. It's Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 to 7. It says this, 
This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. This passage really truly speaks to our heart to be rooted and planted in this community. We don't want to build walls up around this building so that we feel safe and that this is a place where we can feel at home, but we want to build bridges into our community, making connections and building relationships. Over this past year, some of our efforts in that have looked a little bit rocky as things have been getting underway here at Aldergrove. Uh, and there was just so many things happening. We were all trying to find our way. But at the same time, I look back and I just celebrate what we were able to do. So our local outreach team met together a few times. And some of the things that we wanted to do was to learn about what was already happening in the community and where people were gathering. So funnily enough, our local outreach team attended a bingo night at the Legion. Um, and that was actually such a fun night of growing in community, but also feeling incredibly awkward as outsiders. Uh, and it was a great reminder for us of what it feels like to be on the outside of something looking in. And it's cool to just see where people in the community gather. We also had an opportunity to meet with the manager of the Aldergrove Food Bank and get a tour of their facility right in downtown Aldergrove. And that was a really cool opportunity to see just the quality of care that they're giving to people in the Aldergrove community and launched uh, our ongoing partnership with them, including these donations that are going to be going to the Aldergrove Food Bank this week. We also were able to celebrate, to host Celebrate Single Moms here in this facility for the first time. This is an event that um, North Langley has been putting on for many years, but we get to own it here at Aldergrove, which I think is really exciting. And we were able to just bless moms and their kids on that day in really amazing ways. Car care and child care and a beautiful lunch and a wonderful speaker and great goodie bags. And so many of you were involved in happy, making that day happen, which was just awesome. And we're excited to do that again in the spring. At Christmas last year, we were also able to participate in the Advent Blessing Initiative, where we sponsored local Aldergrove families, either individual families here are life groups uh, with some Christmas presents and a hamper um, to help them celebrate Christmas in a significant way and we're excited to do that again this year too. So as we look ahead for the year to come uh, we have a bit more of a plan this year because year two we have a bit more kind of running and going which we're pumped about. So the first thing that we have coming up is coming up just in a few weeks on Halloween we're going to be hosting a community tent here uh, on the night of Halloween for kids who are trick-or-treating in the community. So this is something that Yorkson uh, campus also does. And Bethel, for many years, held a Halloween event here where hundreds of kids would come to this space. So we're really excited to welcome kids back into this uh, space this year. So we're going to hand out candy. We're going to have hot chocolate and fires to get warmed up and the bathrooms available because sometimes in the middle of trick-or-treating, having a washroom available is super helpful. Um, and one of the ways that you guys can get involved is we would love to have donations of candy. So if you, as you're picking up your trick-or-treating candy or you're in the store over the next couple of weeks, if you can grab a box of candy or chips for us, 
to drop off here, that would be awesome because we want to just not be like, here's one tiny chocolate bar to the kids, but we want to just shower them uh, with blessings so that they can know the love of God in just a simple way. Uh, also, if you are someone who would want to volunteer for that event, we do have a few more spots. Uh, it would just be a question of coming and being a friendly face, handing out candy. So if that's something that interests you, please come and talk to me after the service. Um, we, as I mentioned, we have an ongoing relationship with the Alder Grove Food Bank. So not just this Mountain of Food Sunday, which is so exciting, uh, but we're going to have a box in our foyer at all times. So whenever you're grocery shopping, if you happen to be able to put a few more things in your cart, if that's something that you're able to do as a family, uh, come and drop them off anytime here. And those will regularly be taken to the Alder Grove Food Bank, which we're really, really excited about. This year, we're also excited about Celebrate Single Moms. We're going to do an event at Easter as well as at Christmas and a summer community movie night. Uh, so some, those are some of the things that are kind of on the long uh, calendar. You will hear more about them in the days and weeks to come. So like I said, I'm really excited to see together how we can continue to impact Alder Grove. We're starting small, but we want to grow each year into what we're doing. And I just want to end with this quote that has really stuck with me lately. It says, what is the task of the church? We are to embody Jesus Christ by doing what he did and what he continues to do through us. To declare using both words and deeds that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is bringing in a kingdom of righteousness, justice, and peace. And the church needs to do this where Jesus did it, among the blind, the lame, the sick, the outcast, and the poor. I'm really excited to do that with you, Alder Grove. Happy birthday. Thank you, Emily. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. As a church, we're going to continue to make uh, serving Alder Grove a focus of our ministry and what we do here. Okay, so there we have it. Over the last two weeks, we've reviewed our four planting statements to be known in community, to impact all to grow, for new people to be, meet Jesus, and to be growing in our gifts. And so as we celebrate our first birthday, I also just want to say thank you. And I, and I would, like, I thought about should I name some people? And I thought if I do that, I'm going to miss someone. And don't want to do that, but also it would take forever. So I just wanted to recognize a couple groups of people that I would just like to say thank you on our first birthday. I feel compelled to say thank you to. So first, I want to say thank you to those of you that were once a part of Bethel Mennonite Church. Your kingdom focus to see a thriving church in this community is truly beautiful. Thank you for trusting us with your church home and joining us on mission to see people connected to the life-changing power of Jesus. Having this building and facility is great, but the people that came from Bethel and returned to Bethel are the thing that I love most about what we've done. I want to say thank you to all of you who left churches that you loved dearly to be a part of what God is doing here. I know so many people who felt called to be a part of this and to use their gifts here and left congregations that they love, that they were deeply rooted in to do this new thing. And so thank you for the trust and faith you've put into this adventure. And I want to say thank you to the countless volunteers who have worked so hard with such servanthood to do ministry here. 
We've done kids ministry and work parties and worship and tech and middle and high school. We've had the nursery, the juniors, the people help with communion, administration, our core team meetings, hospitality, coffee, prayer, life groups, women's events, working in the kitchen, couragers. We've had so many encouragers along the way. Thank you to the people that did Alpha, that helped demolition and renovation, that have helped with celebrate single moms and our first two rounds of kids camp that happened here in the summer. Thank you to supporting the food bank. And so I just want to say thank you that this is a church where people really do serve and people are using their gifts and it's a special place. I feel like I could get really sappy and, and uh, tear up right now. So I'm just going to conclude this two weeks of remembering and celebrating, saying that we want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus for what he has done. And we're going to remember and celebrate that through communion today. Communion is a built-in time of remembering and celebrating that Jesus left for us as church. And we're intentionally doing it on a day when kids and youth are in the service. I love, I love it when we do church and, and I have to talk over the kids. I actually really like that. And I, I love the noise the kids make and the life that it brings to our church. We're intentionally doing it on our birthday to remember and celebrate what Christ has done this last year. But more than that, what he has done for you and I. Communion represents why we exist as a church, to live for Christ and in his victory over sin and death. And sometimes when we take communion, it's a time of reflection and somber reflection. And sometimes when we take communion, it's a time of celebration. So today, I would like for us to take communion as a time of celebration that Jesus lives and reigns and is working in his church today. We've heard some of the stories of how he is still working today. And so when we're in the communion line, I want to encourage you to mingle, to make some noise, to have conversations, to tell people about how being a part of Aldergrove has impacted you. You could pray together. You could share stories of your experience here. So we're going to have a celebratory communion today. And we invite people to participate in communion who have a basic understanding of, of what communion is and have accepted Jesus to be their God. And so if that's you, you're invited to participate. If you're unsure or uncomfortable with communion, please feel no pressure to participate today. And parents, it's totally up to you how your kids participate in communion. It's a great conversation starter and an opportunity for you to share the good news of Jesus with them. So in communion, we have two elements. We have the bread that represents Christ's body and the cup, which represents the covenant that we have through his blood. So today we're going to celebrate, and I'm going to invite you to come forward and to get the elements and to bring them back to your seat. And then we'll all take communion together after a worship song and after everyone has the elements. And logistically, it's easiest if you come down the, the sides, if you get the elements from the servers, and then you go back up through the middle. Why don't you uh, stand and pray with me? as we enter into a time of communion. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you have done here. God, you have been so good to this community, and we recognize that it's all by the power of your Holy Spirit and nothing that we've done, but that you have chosen this time and this place to fulfill your kingdom purposes. We say thank you for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you gave your life, that you died on the cross, and that you rose from the dead, that you have victory over sin and death, and that you invite us into a relationship with you. And so, Lord Jesus, as we come forward to take communion, please be speaking to us. Encourage us. Help us to live in the celebration of new life that you have given us. We give you all the praise and the glory. We love you, Jesus. Amen.